0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode number 137, season number 2, and today we're going to be talking about one of Connecticut's cold cases, which is about 36 years old uh, now. Uh, Carmen uh, J. DeLuca III uh, had been engaged to uh, his girlfriend, uh Dean oppressed at the time. Uh, He was working in a a gas station in East Windsor. Uh, During a a robbery, uh, DeLuca was shot and killed. And the state um, still has it listed under a cold case, although the case has not been actively investigated for some time. I'm going to read some official notes uh, in a little while about the case, but the individual who uh, shot DeLuca was described as a uh, black male, thin... I will give you all the physical uh, descriptions once I read the uh, BOLO. I have to pull it up on another computer. Um... Ballistically, it was also, the ballistics were also linked to a shooting in Orange, Connecticut, um, relatively in a short period of time after the was homicide. Uh, the individual that was uh, shot in the second robbery ended up living. Uh, he was able to make a description. I believe there was an arrest there. Um Ian, my biggest question I guess today's date is why hasn't there been any forensic uh, matches to uh, the DeLuca case? because the DeLuca, DeLuca case, you know I'm gonna I'm just gonna pull up uh, some of the official um, paperwork on the case. Um, okay, so this is uh, September 12th, 1985. Witnesses description of the suspect, uh, 5'8", very slender, 18 to 25 years old, uh, black painter's hat, uh, which was recovered at the scene. Uh, My question first being is, uh, why haven't we run another DNA through CODIS for this, or at least a uh, Parabon to see if we can get a facial feature, or a sixth generation fallback to see who... Uh, this guy was. I uh, was a black male uh, wearing a black silk do-rag under the hat, uh, medium complexion. And at the time, uh, the state police w- had been investigating Lieutenant Smith and Let Central Major Crime Division, if you have any information. Uh, I don't know if this number is still active, but I'll p- it's on the original notes. 203 566-4240, and then there is another um, another number here, uh, which I just messed up on my, my phone, because my phone has this habit of spinning everything sideways, um, trying to get this thing back into focus here, so I can get it out. Uh, Joseph Dooley, 203-392-5375, or 203 203-392- 392 Six three one seven. That's a fa- the last one was a fax number. Not sure exactly who Mr. Dooley is, but uh, I'm going to go on to some uh, some some of these this uh, information on the scene. It's kind of a uh, let me see. Emmy's cause of death: um, yeah, gunshot gunshot wound lower extremities. Uh, the case number on this is 853439, I believe it looks like. So, at two thir- uh, 2.43 in the morning is when the murder, East Windsor robbery and murder occurred. Approximately three hours later, uh, you had the orange uh, robbery. Victim survived. uh gives suspects description. Uh, let me see. I'm just trying to look at some of the... This is the the actual notes from the pin-off board up at the um, DB. Um, let me just see. Um, okay, this this is being investigated by Connecticut State Police. Major crimes, evidence, bullet recovered from uh, East Windsor uh, bullet... Uh, I'm trying to read some of this over from Okay, the bullet from that and orange match ballistically. Uh, Orange robbery left behind. uh, Some type of evidence. 1983, West Haven PD recovers 38 Special revolver. Uh, It comes back to East Windsor and orange uh, shootings okay and this is where I, I lose my stuff because okay you've got the ballistical ballistics matching in both both cases you have a firearms a firearm recover by West Haven police matching the ballistical of uh, the ballistic shot from both of these, uh, firearms, which killed one injured another. You have shoe impressions, um, I'll I'll go over the list of, uh, evidence they have, but, okay, see, here's my issue with this, and and I hate to be a stickler, and, and, you know, being a cop, I hate to throw my own under the bus, but, you know, you have, right, just there, I mean, listen... Once that gun came back with a hit, okay, who was it recovered from? Was it recovered from a person? Was it recovered from a vehicle, a house? You know, what was the situation that the, that the firearm was found in? How, how do we how, how do we link a person or persons to that gun? Okay, because ballistically, no, we know we have a match. We have a, a hat that was left at one of the... Uh, one of the robberies with DNA on it? How come we haven't run that through uh, CODIS? How come we haven't matched the the, the fingerprints with a gun to somebody? Listen, these people are career criminals. They just don't They rob two places at one in a matter of three hours. They are career criminals. They have been arrested before. Their fingerprints are on on record. Their DNA, hopefully they went to jail for some type of felony and they they were swabbed, and that's, their DNA should be on the, um, you know, code is somewhere. Uh, worst comes to worst, take the, take the DNA, pair a bond, and get a facial feature or a six-generation uh, family uh, tree going on here, and let's start looking into that. Um, you know, I just I just think that, uh, you know, I had talked to Dina uh, Prest, who was the uh, Luca's... Um, fiancée at the time, um, you know, it's been 36 years later, she does not live in the state anymore, but, and she is married with children, but, um, she still pursues the the task of trying to locate these, um, the, 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 the murderer, or murderers, depending, maybe, one, maybe it's two, uh, probably at this point for closure for the homicide and closure for her herself because at that time they were both 16. We know how we feel about people at 16. Um, Traumatizing obviously 36 years later. It has not left her. The case is not brought up very often. I'm bringing it up now. Uh, I hope you... People that are around Connecticut, New York area, New England area, pass this around. Uh, maybe we can get something going. Maybe we could find find this slug. Um, like I said, I there's no way that these two, one two people haven't been uh, arrested before. Now there are some other uh, evidence that's um, that was located. I'm just trying to uh, go back in my my files here because. Uh, I got a pretty good sized file, uh, and I'm just trying to, uh, figure right now how to draw it off my phone as I'm talking to you, so if I seem to be babbling just a little bit, I am, because I want to find this, uh, this evidence page, because it's got some pretty neat crap in it, that, um, really, really gives a little more information that right now I don't have at the tip of my tongue, um. East Bender Robbery Homicide. Uh, I'm just trying to, I'm going through like a hundred different files. Okay, here we go, the evidence files. Uh, Let's see. The following list of items of evidence were found and or taken in connection with the homicide investigation of Carmen J. DeLuca III. Uh, His date of birth was 6, 1962. And he resided at 6141 South Westfield Street in uh, Feeding Hills, Massachusetts. Uh, evidence uh, wherein was, let me see, I'm just trying to, some of this is difficult to read. Um, evidence over the, uh, let me see. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to read this because the, the writing is really horrible on it. Evidence within taken into uh, possession by me at my direction or by other officers who in turn sent evidence over to me for control, sent evidence over to him for control, um, taken into possession from the following location. Trailer, mobile gas station, Bridge Street, East Windsor, Connecticut. Autopsy of victim. Uh, Chief Medical Examiner, Farmington, Connecticut, and vehicle bearing Massachusetts registration 974282. Okay, that was probably paperwork that was in the vehicle. The vehicle at, uh, by what I'm looking at is probably. Um, Mr. Delucas, the case number for this is H eight five two seven four eight eight six. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think anything in his vehicle is is going to be of anything of significance because it's his vehicle. You expect his stuff on it. So I'm going further down the evidence. Contents. Um, um, yeah, there's not really much. There's really not too much. Um, I'm just trying to see my Nilla data record. 75 Chevy Nova, two-door sedan, Massachusetts registration. Okay, so Bridge Street, that also belongs to the Luca. Um, I don't know why we would consider any of that, honestly, of any significance. I I know it has to be in the report. I get that. I'm just looking for crime scene evidence, which... uh, A bullet marked. I don't know what that means. Why would say bullet marked when it's actually all clothing, beard hair pulled head hair, fingernail scraping one white metal chain and blood. Not sure why that would be on a bullet request form, but okay, non-jacketed lead bullet recovered from RT lo- right lower front chest area soft tissue um uh, initial D S um so basically it was a probably hundred and fifty eight grain uh either hundred and forty eight grain wad cutter or hundred and fifty eight grain metal jacket. Bullet removed by Melka B. Sham who's a the medical um medical director and it was, uh George Haig, Trooper George Haig. Trooper Detective George Haig. Um so, so this is so far what we have on the case. Um, you know, I'm just, I, I, think, I think this case is solvable. There's just, there's just too much uh, physical evidence. Uh, I just, you know, I mean, there had to be fingerprints on the door. There had to be fingerprints linked to DNA. Uh, One scene, the suspect lost either a hat or some piece of clothing. DNA. Para bonding, CODIS match, fingerprint match, uh, ballistical match. Uh, the gun was recovered somewhere. Where the hell is that report from New Haven? Who do we re- who do we recover it from? Who found it? You know, give me some answers. You know, so this can be linked together and solved. Yeah, it's 36 years old, and it, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. In most cases that are over 20 years old. The people that commit these crimes are either addicts, alcoholics, poor life, bad lifestyles, and they're usually deceased uh, by the time you find them. However, however, there may be a... pot. Okay, sorry about that. I had a phone call coming in. I'm sure you've heard that. I had to take the call. It was about an arrest that was made a couple days ago. Um, yeah, I, I think there, there's a pretty good probab- probability that this case can be solved. Um, there's just a lot of evidence. Um, you know, everything's hearsay until it's nowadays genetically or forensically put together. So, um, if you get a chance, look up the case. Uh, it was what was it, it was September September twelfth of 1985, uh, Carmen, uh, James DeLuca, the homicide was in, um, East Windsor. And, um, like I always say, if you got any questions, comments, you can hit me on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, my, my personal email address, which I always leave out there, which is, uh, forever, night, night is in darkness, ct1 at comcast.net, you can always send me a line, send me questions, confusions, comments, um, until then I will see you, uh, when I get some more information on this case, we will do the, uh, part two once, uh, is, um, ex-fiance sends me more paperwork and we'll see where we can go from there. The case is also on uh, Terry Sutton's uh, Savage Watch. Uh, you might find out some more information on that. I haven't browsed that site yet, but uh, I, I believe it is on that site too. So, With that being said, remember, here we are and here I am in Connecticut. It's just about 30 degrees, give or take a little here or there. It's getting dark, so just remember: if you're in a dark place, a dark alleyway, a dark room, a dark backseat of a car, and you hear footsteps coming up from behind you, you better wonder why the hell you're there and how the hell you're going to get out. Or you may be the next part of this podcast. Until then, this is Michael C. Bouchard, host of my Stalker Podcast. This is season two, episode one hundred and thirty-eight.